0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Dacked Up, a Steam Deck Gaming and Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Casanova. I'm back at it. I know I'm a day late. We're getting this episode out because typically I try to do these episodes every single Monday and every single Friday. But this past weekend, I've, you know, things came up that were the reason that I wasn't able to get this out on Monday. And main one being that... um you know, on Saturday, ended up doing a photo shoot with my wife. So, you know, I'm wearing these headphones right now. These are the uh Turtle Beach, like the Stealth Pros, yeah. So, I should know this, but like, yeah, a lot happened this weekend. So, the Stealth Pros, I have these on my head. Um, my review will be coming out in a couple of days. On top of that, I've also got the Stealth uh 600 Gen 2 Max. Now, these are not necessarily new these are what my wife likes to use um and also because you know she just recently got sponsored by turtle beach neat microphones as well as rocket i'm already sponsored by them so we had you know we wanted to do our photo shoot to promote the brand the items so we went around the island um to various beaches to be able to uh you know, get footage, B-roll footage for the, you know, she's going to do her unboxing and videos and reviews of the stuff. And I need to get various things, you know, for this headset that I'm working on. So that's what that was, you yeah. know. And that was all day Saturday. And trying to do that with a toddler who is just, you know, she's on a set schedule. Once, like, twelve one o'clock, she wants to go to sleep. But we're out until, like, you know, 3, 4 o'clock, and she's just throwing tantrums. So you know, that was already difficult. And then we also had to deal with um uh, the following day. So uh, the following day, I ended up being invited by Keenan Thompson and Sheree Buchanan, as well as Hard Rock Cafe. Now, you guys know Keenan Thompson as the, you know, actor from Saturday Night Live, as well as from um, Kenyon Nikel, you know, Good Burger movie, as well as being, uh, if you're my age or a little bit older, you probably remember watching all that. That was a show back in the day where, you know, he was a child star and that's how he got started. So that, uh, I, I got invited to that and that was actually pretty cool being able to go there. And, um, you know, that was the first time that, you know, they've actually brought their their show which I'll, I'll go ahead and give a brief explanation of the show that they do uh it's a talent search it's called um Keenan presents Young Stars 360 experience and basically they go to 12 c- cities every season this is I believe the 12th year they've been doing it they go to 12 cities and they find you know uh young you um, know Young actors, or you know, young child prodigies, and and young adults that are able to like, you know, have major like talent and such. I already put up the podcast for that, which you know, check it out on the YouTube channel YouTube dot com slash Casanova, and um, I got to interview Sheree Buchanan because you know Keena had to go, but yeah, I got to kick it with them, and it was really cool, you know, getting to see. I, I'm really happy that you know some local talent got signed, and you know. The crazy thing about it is when it comes to like the talent, like they start work within like two, three weeks, like they immediately get gigs like Disney Channel, you know, Fox, ABC, you know, all kinds of stuff like, you know, Nickelodeon too. And it's really great. And, you know, I was really happy because a lot of the, the kids outside, like they, they just had such amazing talent and such supportive parents. And kind of makes me wish I had that when I was a kid, because I was into singing, dancing, you know, art. And uh, my parents just never supported anything I wanted to do. And you to say it still don't. Um, but I wish I had that and had opportunities like that when I was younger. And which is why I, you know, with my kids, anything that they want to pursue, I kind of push it so that they can uh, have those opportunities So, well. But anyways, uh, that was taken up, I wanna say like we, we got there around like 10.30, 11.30 in the morning at the Hard Rock Cafe down the street from our condo. And then from there, we were there until like 5.30, I wanna say. And then when we left, um, I had to go and pick up a new lap, you know, nah, dude. That laptop, new uh desktop, because my um my gaming laptop, my Asus ROG M 16 sixteen twenty point one edition, completely died, and it died for the fifth time. Now I've had had the motherboard replaced, had had the graphics card, you know, replaced on that. Like basically, they had to when they removed the motherboard first time, they had to change out the graphics card just within it, which was a thirty sixty, uh, mobile, and then they also had. What else? The even at port stopped working. Um it, just, it was constantly so many different things um with that five top. And that was my initially it was my secondary workstation, but it became my first well, my primary workstation just because I can't really unless it's the weekend, I can't really be out in the the, you know, the other room to work on my uh, be in my Primary station for like making content, I can't really be there because I've got hurt with me all day, so primarily I'm out here and I'm making content, and when that went down, I was kind of screwed and while I do have these laptops that um Acer because you know they work with me a lot, these laptops that they sent me there are limitations to what I can ultimately do with them, and I didn't want to bring out my big rig out here to work so what I ended up doing when I got my refund you know for that laptop, I immediately just went and got an M1 uh Max Studio Max. And a lot of people have given me a lot of flack, like, oh, you should have, you know, built a computer. Well, if you live out here in Hawaii, you already know this it's incredibly difficult to get parts as it is. And then you might have also people saying, like, oh, you should have, you know, you know, got a gaming desktop. I'm like, well. I'm not really going to be gaming on it because when it comes to PC gaming, I got my rig in the bedroom and I'm primarily going to be, you know, gaming on my Steam Deck or my Switch or PlayStation 5 or, you know, Xbox Series S and X. And I basically just run them into the capture card that I have here and just capture the footage out here or, you know, set them up back in the bedroom or in the other room and then capture it there. I don't need to, game on this i need to be able to work to edit photo video you know do coding and all the other stuff that i do so you know that's one of the things that i needed i just need something that was going to work and i was able to get this uh great price i was able to get it um because typically the base model m1 max studio is uh about two grand i was able to get this for about 15 so so far, it's been great. The only thing has been trying to adjust to like utilizing you know, Final Cut Pro because I haven't really been a full on Mac user. Like before, when I was working in IT, I would go between Mac and PC constantly, like daily. That was what I had to do. But because I haven't had a Mac computer personally, like I want to say in like four, almost five years. You know there's a lot of things I've had to understand, like, or, or re familiarize myself with so I could, you know, get back into the groove thing. So, you know, uh, I immediately I had to go and put Premiere on here because I'm like, yeah, I know Funk is better in many ways, but I know Premiere Pro and I don't have the time to like try and figure it out when I need to get projects out, like that podcast I did with Shuri Buchanan uh from the the talent show and uh, other things i've been working on I'm like i need to get this out now so um yeah so this i <laughs> i i know this is kind of a roundabout way to explain like why the episode hasn't been out it's just because i've had to reconfigure everything and rework everything out because you know we're working with a new operating system a new type of computer and a lot of things while similar are different in many ways so you know, also having to get OBS up and running, trying to find a background blur because, you know, it's messy here in my house. There's my kids, my pets, and you know, I don't want y'all to be able to always see that. So I'm like, oh, I got to get an X-Men VCam. Does that work on Mac? And then go from there. So it's it's been a process and I'm happy that I'm back in the driver's seat and we can get back to getting the workout. But anyways, all of that being aside, I want to talk to you guys about some of the news. Like last week, I didn't have much news to talk about because I wasn't. there wasn't much news to talk about and the news that did come out, it came out on the weekend when I was busy and I couldn't get around to it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna talk about today. So the agenda, we're gonna talk about the ASUS ROG Ally, <clears throat> which is interesting, because I kind of got bummed big with ACES right now, but the ASUS ROG Ally might be coming out soon. You think, you know, they've been teasing that a lot on social media. Uh, ETA Prime has done videos on it, other content creators have done videos on it, so definitely be on the lookout for that. We're going to talk about that. I also want to talk about the new Proton, Proton 8, which is available for Steam Deck now, as well as, you know, Linux-based devices. And a couple other things, I'm trying to think. What else do I want to talk about that I haven't talked about? there's a couple things actually but we're gonna get to it when we get to it and then i want to talk about some of the controversy because uh you know a lot of people didn't like my commentary on the last uh decked up episode I did a lot of people could called me a hater or jealous and i thought that was interesting because i'm not any of that i'm just like well i'm just i'm just talking you know your boy's just talking Uh, I'm just talking about things I'm seeing. And also, I think I I upset people with my reaction to the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom trailer, because a lot of people were like blowing their load to that, saying that was the greatest thing ever. And I thought it was a good trailer. I also didn't think that trailer was that mind-blowing. And honestly, I thought that that was a trailer that should have come out sooner. Or if they were going to drop it when they did, we should have had more story trailers, you know, over the last, you know, year and a half or two years since it's been officially revealed that they were working on a new Zelda game. So apparently people took that as I'm saying that was an awful trailer. And I'm like, no, not saying that. Um, I'm saying that nintendo has done better with zelda trailers and i'm saying this as someone who's been a fan of the zelda series for the past 30 plus years so it's amazing how people can greatly misinterpret things that uh you say and they want to go in their own direction with it but anyway we're gonna dive into all that more so um you know, if you're watching this in video format on YouTube, make sure you like it. so to the channel if you haven't already. Become a channel member for early, exclusive access to content, or you know, also support us on Patreon for the same things, different format, different platform. And uh, if you're listening to it audio format, Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a rating and a review because you know, it helps out the podcast, helps out with the algorithm. And also if you're listening on Spotify, you got subscriptions and whatnot, if you want to support, but whatever way you're ingesting or consuming this content, just, you know, share it around and give us feedback. Anyways, let's get into the first topic. First topic that I want to dive into is about the ASUS ROG Ally. So they've been teasing, Uh, Asus on social media has been teasing that they are going to be releasing it fairly soon. How soon? We don't know. When they say soon, I don't know. And I don't think it's going to be this particular quarter. I think it's going to be maybe the next quarter, you know, quarter two, you know, probably starting around. Well, actually, never mind. We are in quarter two. Never mind that I'm thinking we're going to probably get this device maybe around June, July. That's what I'm thinking. If we get it in May, I'm fully capable of being incorrect on that. And, uh, you know, I'll eat my words, but it is coming soon. So they say we just don't know what soon is. And I think that's a great thing. Now, the other thing that they talked about is they've teased the pricing of it. So the pricing of this is supposed to be somewhere in the competitive range of the steam deck pricing. And if you guys remember when I did my initial video on the ASUS ROG ally, the first thing I well, not the first thing, but one of the main points I said is it has to have competitive pricing to compete with the steam deck. And it's not going to completely compete with the steam deck because you know, nobody is going to pretty much reach that price point of, you know, 399, you know, (laughs) what company is gonna sell uh, the portable gaming PC that's going to compete at that price point, they're not. So the next best thing I said that they should do is have two models. And these two models need to be a 512 gig model, and a one terabyte model. And if we do those two models, they need to be 650 and they need to be 899. It needs to be under grant. Those are the two prices I said in my video. And it's crazy because those are the two prices that, you know, the rumor mill is going around. Like ETA Prime talked about that and other folks talked about it. I'm like, yeah, I was one of the first ones to say that. I probably was the first person to say that because those are the two prices that it needs to be if they're going to compete and I definitely, if those are the prices, I'm going with the one terabyte, <laughs> like it's not, it's not even a question. I'm going to the one terabyte. I'll drop 900 on that guaranteed. And a lot of people are, you know, I can it comes with the cult of personality around the steam deck and I'll say this again, the steam deck, Amazing device. I absolutely love this. This is one of my favorite devices for gaming of all time. You know, I'm not ever going to crap on the steam deck and be like, yo, ASUS ROG allies here. I'm done with the deck. No, we're not doing that. I am going to forever, forever be someone who's going to continue playing future iterations of the steam deck because what Valve has been able to do with this is change the entire gaming landscape, especially showing up Nintendo. I know a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people came to me on my, my last podcast saying like I, I'm paid by Nintendo or I'm a Nintendo Shield or, or I'm a Switch fanboy, all this, and I'm not. But they showed up Nintendo by showcasing the fact that you can make a device that can play AAA, current gen, previous generations, emulations and more, all on one device and have day and day release for AAA titles, you know, maybe you need to take her around, but you could play that AAA game on your Steam Deck. you know, it really showcases where the Nintendo Switch needs to improve overall. And yeah, I guess a lot of my points, you know, and that's the thing. That's the thing with people is, uh, people don't try to listen. What people try to do is, or let me correct that it's not that people don't try to listen. People don't try to comprehend what they're hearing because what they're trying to do is they're trying to listen for points so that they can hop in and say something because, you know, Everyone wants their gotcha moment. (laughs) You know, if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson, um, everyone wants that moment where they can just say, like, ha, gotcha. And it's like, I'm... It's... If it organically happens, yeah, but when people are just constantly not hearing the point... And, you know, the onus of that can also fall upon the person delivering the message, but at the same time, it's also... The listener if they're not really interpreting what is actually being said then yeah you're just trying to come at it for whatever reason you're trying to come at it so in that case like i when people
1: were misunderstanding what i was saying about the um you know the steam deck not really being
0: a switch killer because a lot of people kept commenting that Now uh, that's when i got constantly called a switch fanboy. And, paid by Nintendo, Nintendo Shell, and all that. And I'm like, you know, what? whatever you want to say, if that makes you feel that way, fine. Is it a switch killer? No, it is not a switch killer. It is definitely a device that is going to push Nintendo to do more, but it's not at all a switch killer.
1: I mean, yes, this is sold over 3 million units as of this video. That's amazing, 3 million units worldwide. However, the Nintendo Switch here is in the hundreds of millions, and you're just not going to be able to catch up
0: in the time frame that that has been out. That has been out for going on seven years now, This has been out for exactly
1: a year in many ways. It's just there. It's I don't know why we can't be okay
0: with there being options and there being two different variations of something like in the sense of this can cater to that market. This can cater to that market. They can coexist. I don't understand why people have this desire to be like, oh, this is a this is a switch killer is a steam deck killer. I mean, because that same rhetoric around the switch killer of you know, the steam deck mean a switch killer. Everyone was trying to push that with the Aok Zoe A1 and the you know the INEO and all those, like the you know Odin and all these other different devices being the Steam Deck killer. It's the same stupid rhetoric. Let things coexist. They don't have to compete. And if they do compete, it's pretty much what controller do you want to use? You know, what piece of plastic do you want to pick up? How do you want to game? Let people game the way they want. You know, stop trying to make everything about being a killer of something else. Nintendo's doing their thing. More than likely, and I think this is very apparent. With how much or how big of a release Tears of the Kingdom is for Nintendo, I think that's the final Zelda for the Switch. In that scope, right? You might get a remake of. We uh, might get a remake of uh, what's the other? Sorry, I didn't realize my daughter was tearing apart one of my headrests. She's always doing something. Anyways, we might get a remake of A Link Between Worlds or even a remake of A Link to the Past or maybe both. You know, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get a a, a Zelda on the scope of Tears of the Kingdom for a while because that's been in development for years. And I think they're not going to. I don't see them doing that. I think that's the swan song zelda title for the switch and i think at this point if you look at console release cycles usually every seven or so years some it used to be less than that it used to be five years but seven at the lower end ten at the greater end before we get a brand new console and i think we're at that point. I do think the next switch is gonna be coming out within the next year or it will be teased either towards the end of this year, beginning of next year and come out the following end of the year or within two years. we're at that point where it's like, it's it's time. It needs to happen. So I think <laughs>
1: that's where we are with the, uh, the switch. I think it's on its way out.
0: But, you know, going back, I think that whatever the next Nintendo device, the Steam Deck is greatly going to be influential on it and they're going to make it to where it can have day and day release of these AAA titles and be able to rock. I think the architecture of the Steam Deck will allow that. So, you know, again, every time these people will try to say, you know, with the rhetoric of something being a killer, it doesn't need to be a killer. It can be something that can push companies to make something better now the people in the comment section, they were constantly saying oh, it's a Switch killer, or they would, they okay, so the phrasing would be, oh, this is a Switch killer, or this is a Switch killer for me. Okay, if it's for you, fine. But the Steam Deck can't run every single Switch game at full capability, like running flawlessly. A lot of games it can,
1: not everything. And, you know, it's interesting, it is very interesting in how a lot
0: of these companies like to, uh, or a lot of these people rather, not companies, a lot of these people like to phrase things certain ways. So I'm like, you know, fine. If if it can run it, fine. If it can't run it, it's not gonna, it's, you know, how many people are, <sighs> going back to that conversation being a switch killer. Yes. Steam decks are readily available on Valve's website, right? But not being able to go into a store and easily buy it the way you can buy the Steam, you know, the Nintendo Switch, the Switch Lite, Switch V2, you know, PlayStation 5, which you can easily go in the store and buy that now, Xbox Series X and S, you know, Xbox One, PlayStation 4. Until you're able to do that, you're going to have a slower trajectory and it's not going to be eaten into the market of anything else. That is definitely something that is, you know, going back to ACSROG Ally is a major benefit on their side because you can go, you know, you'll be able to buy this exclusively in the U.S. at the time when it initially comes out from Best Buy. And when you look at the marketing of it, uh, this is something that, it seems like is a combination, uh, you know, uh, or collaboration between one, ASUS, I mean, a hardware manufacturer, then they're a software company, they're a, uh, you know, they're a hardware company. So ASUS, Microsoft themselves, because if you look at the branding, they're constantly talking, you know, they're constantly
1: not talking, they're showing the Windows 11 logo, and Xbox Game Pass. So, and also
0: Xbox, even Xbox department Microsoft. So this is a collaborated device. And then we've also heard rumors Microsoft wants to get in on this market and you
1: know, they do great. So ultimately thank Steam Deck for creating this market
0: in a mainstream sense. They didn't create the markets whole, but they created it being you know, massively popular in the mainstream. It's the first mainstream device to be able to do that. But anyways, um, it being available, readily available at Best Buy, you can walk into Best Buy or on a web, website, you know, same-day pickup, whatever. It being readily available, that's already a major. It being priced competitively at the highest end. So if you can get a 512 Asus ROG Ally, at the same price as the in Steam Deck, that's, that's dope. And you can get a one terabyte for a couple hundred more, and it's still under a grand. That is amazing. That makes that a Steam Deck competitor. Not completely, but more than any other that's out there. And I'm excited for that. When that comes in, I'm going to be all over it. I'm going to be using it but I'm also gonna be going back and forth between Steam Deck, versus ROG Ally, And it's just because I'm excited for dual fans, right? Cool, now I'm not expecting this to have an amazing battery life. I'm expecting this to be pretty much on par, like any gaming laptop, any, you know, the Steam Deck, you're gonna be able to, you know, major AAA games, you know, low to medium settings, probably get like an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours older titles, you know, four to five, maybe seven, you know, emulated games way more, I, you know, I'm just, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it for a number of reasons outside of what i listed the screen, 1080p screen, 120 Hertz screen. And on top of that, really looking forward to that, uh, ergonomics of it. I like it. I love the steam deck, but I, l- I love the size, you know, the, the ergonomics of that as well, and just having windows 11, I know it's going to run into its own issues it is it's not properly as optimized as steam os but that's still gonna be you know you're not gonna have to go and do all these workarounds of trying to get different launchers to you know configure them or, or need tutorials to get them working it's windows 11 just install it and there you go that is also something that i I look forward to now do i think this is going to completely into the steam deck market no is it going to be a steam deck killer no it's just another option and when you compare that to all the other options on the market such as the aok zoe such as i uh, the ioneo and all these you know the gpd win this is definitely going to eat into their market because you're offering one, it's also got that custom AMD chip, you know, and everything else in it. It's going to eat into that market. And that is going to be astronomically cool to me, at
1: least. Um, so I, you know, that's gonna force these other companies to
0: start lowering their prices because a lot of these other devices are 900 and up and they've got so many different variations and it's crazy like the aok zoe is still on kickstarter right they already just announced two other new devices and i'm like did not they just bring out the aok zoe a1 and that's kind of i don't know you know i i just think overall this is a good thing this is a very good thing that they're doing and i'm really excited uh it's, it's about time to freshen up the market this is definitely going to freshen up the market and you know i, I i'm definitely excited to see what this is going so that's going to be dope That's going to be super dope when that comes out uh i'm i'm you guys are gonna see me i'm going unboxing review I'm gonna do various different things with it. You know, y'all let me know what y'all want to see me do with it. I'm gonna be all over it, but ACES ROG Ally. The only thing is ACES needs to have better customer support. And I don't think they're going to be able to compete at all with Valve in that aspect, uh, especially when it comes to like warranty and all the other stuff and, and you know, support. I don't think they're going to be able to compete, but I think they're going to be able to do a hell of a lot better any of these other companies making portable pc
1: devices the portable gaming pcs so that's my two cents on that um
0: where else do i want to go with that i'm trying to think because you know i had i had a topic and i just went all in with it and i'm like what else do i want to talk about so we we got that right um other stuff that I've been doing. So I've been using, and I've finally gotten around to tinkering with more controllers. I do have the um, Razer Wolverine V2 Pro on the way. If it's not here today, then it will be here at some point this week. Um, so I'm definitely going to start using that. You know, full unboxing review video, uh, using it to PlayStation Five. Also going to be using it with the Steam Deck. You know, comparing it to the DualSense Edge controller as well as the Vitrix Pro BFG, which I still love the Pro BFG, but, you know, the lack of communication from Vitrix has been very astounding. I don't know why they're not really, I don't know, like, they had the opportunity to have out their device before everyone else and then they sent it to us creators, they got early access to it and we had it for months and then delayed it and maybe that was due to a licensing thing with Sony, I don't know, but the lack of, you know, selling additional modules for that, for the sticks. Okay, a lot of people have been reporting in my video you know, in the comment section that they got stick drift. And I mean, I've had mine for since last year. I haven't gotten stick drift. I think I've had mine for like at this point, five or six months and I haven't gotten any stick drift, but other people have had it, you know, less than that, maybe two months or, you know, a week and got stick drift and there's no additional modules and the customer support for Vitrix isn't that great. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I know With the dual sense edge, you can just buy replacement stick modules like that, and a lot of people have been crapping on it. And that leads to the topic of the Hall effect sensors. And everyone's like, Oh, I want Hall effect sensors, and this one Hall effect sensors and that. And I don't know why these companies don't use it because the money is in purchasing either a whole replacement unit, or in a case, of these module, I couldn't you know, modular features and these controllers, it's in buying replacement parts. So you can, you know, the DualSense Edge, pop off the uh, top, pull off the two sticks, or pull out one or the other, <clears throat> buy the replacement, pop it in just like that. <clears throat> that is where the money is being made, you know, on top of the base, you know, install purchase. So that's why these companies are not going to be making a follow-up like or or not a follow-up but they're not going to be making their devices with hall Fame sensors you know you'll have certain ones that do that Gilly kit obviously you know 8-bit do yes but you know pdp vitrix the same company power a uh playstation razer they're not going to do that they're going to continue to use the optometer uh, that they're using because it doesn't behoove them to put in that other functionality so if you're wondering there's your answer um but yeah I'm, I'm excited to try out this the razor sick but what I have been using thus far of my Steam Deck is I've been using the and this controller is actually pretty amazing. I've been using this, which is the Retro Fighters Defender wireless gamepad. This has been absolutely splendid with my Steam Deck. Now, this is the one that has the um, 2.4 gigahertz dongle. There's also a completely wireless Bluetooth module, but for some reason, I can't get that to fully pair to my Steam Deck, and it, it kind of frustrates me because if I could get that to fully pair, that would be the controller I'm using. What I love about this controller is how comfortable it is. So like, you know, I've got big hands, so, you know, it sits in my hand comfortably. You know, I like the feeling of the triggers, the buttons feel. the only thing, and this is not just an issue with, you know, this controller or controllers from retro fighters, but a lot of companies, the one area that they just don't get completely correct is the pads. And I say that is, I play a lot of fighting games like you guys, you know, you guys know, I play a lot of fighting games. So the only one that has gotten a D-pad correct has been Power A and, you know, PDP slash Vitrix. And they're perfect for fighting games for 2D platforms and such. This is great when I play, 3D games or like old retro 3D games with like tank controls and such like that. No issues with. It.
1: But when I'm playing Street Fighter, or if I'm playing not so much Street Fighter, Street Fighter is more uh, more forgiving, input.
0: I'm playing King of Fighters, right? I'm an SDK guy. So playing King of Fighters to this controller, I don't get the best input or responses like. I'm playing Kyo game. You guys know how he plays. He's got record inputs, you know, for his record punches or, you know, basically constant motion, motion punch, motion kick, or, you know, any those type of input variations or from Terry Bogart or Ryo Sakazaki or Kim Kaphwan. you know, there's various things that I want to do that I can't do because, you know, it just doesn't register all the inputs correctly and that's just sad but aside from that using the various steam deck games you know it registers as a oddly on the steam deck it registers as an xbox 360 controller i don't know why same thing when i use it on my pc it registers as a 360 controller and not as a PlayStation controller, but regardless of that, it still works perfectly fine. I've had absolutely no issues with it. Now RetroFires does have a Xbox variation, um, based off of the OG Xbox. You know, the the not the Duke controller, but the Duke S. You know, the smaller variation. So they got that coming out. And I'm pretty excited to try that out with the C mag mainly because, you know, Xbox layout and input. So I'm excited to try that. And that should be coming in very soon because they they always tend to hook me up every time they get something new. But yeah, I've really enjoyed this controller. It's been very cool, especially for retro games, modern games, everything except for, you know, SNK fighters, it's been great for. And so I say all that to say, I'm excited to try more controllers with the Steam Deck, you know, to find what is the perfect solution, primarily for me, and if you guys find something out of that that could, you know, work to your benefit as well. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to uh, when that Razer controller comes in because the micro switches on that, I,
1: I like, you know, the closest I can say, like
0: other Razer controllers. So this is one razer sent to my wife this is the original tournament edition terrible d-pad for fighting games play it works um i like razer controllers i know a lot of people say they don't like the form and layout and all that i like razer controllers and it's kind of crazy because you can't buy this uh readily available especially in the us but they sent this to her for review and i'm glad she did it i like this controller. I've got the mobile variation on that controller as well. And, you know, I like it. So with this one, I'm excited for this one to come in. Can't, I can't wait to use it. But anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next topic. Um, the, I think I kinda, someone address, addressed the criticism in the last uh, podcast in the comment section people talking about. A hater it wasn't me being a hater then or jealous of other student content creators like oh you're jealous and da da da
1: you need to provide receipts first off I don't have to provide receipts for anything you know if and I say that because you folks don't ask
0: your favorite student content creator content creators in general for receipts on anything and make the video and you flock to it. You know, people have culture,
1: personality, people do what they do. Um, I'm not jealous of any other creators that are out there. I don't care. I'm just, it's interesting how just openly talking about something.
0: The first thing people want to do is call you a hater. They want to call you a
1: hater. Without giving you the benefit of listening to what you're saying. And it kind of goes back to what I said before about people don't listen. You
0: know, to hear what you're actually saying, they're listening for a point where they can
1: jump in and go, ha, I got you. Me talking about clickbait and, you know, you see it all the time. You see
0: it not just with Steam Deck creators, you see this with every, you know, I saw a clickbait when it came to this Mac Studio, like people saying, don't buy it, you know, because they got to put the M2 chip in the next Mac Studio, you know, you need to wait for the next Mac Studio to come out. And I'm just like, you know, everyone does that. You see it in gaming, you see how people took, Zelda trailer and have made 30 minute videos, a four minute trailer, I've done a 30 minute analysis, a f- an hour, two hour, whole discussions about it. You know, some even clickbaiting about it. Why do people clickbait? Click, and I've explained this before clickbaiting is done to get people to watch your content, that's all it's meant to do, and why people get so defensive. They want to white knight these creators who don't care about them. You know, it, it's, it's amazing to me. Is that a bad thing to say to them? They don't care. No, I mean, you're putting, they care enough. If you know, if you're supporting them, but in the grand scope of things, it just, it, it is what it is. So I don't know, you know, people, people took that, how they took it and they felt how they felt and it is what it is you know but i'm not taking back anything i said because i've been in this long enough these steam deck youtubers and creators have hopped in within the last year
1: year and a half i've been in this game for eight years almost and i've seen a lot I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot, been through a lot. And
0: that doesn't make me a hater. It just makes me someone who's just open. I'm willing to openly talk about it. And if you're quick to shut down conversation because it doesn't jive with you or because you think it doesn't happen, here's the thing. You can think something isn't a thing, but just because you think that doesn't mean that that's true. There's a lot of shit you don't know or you're not aware of that happens every single day, every single moment,
1: but you're not aware of it. And it's just interesting, like
0: the the discourse on that. And the same thing with the folks calling me, you know, same thing with the folks saying that I am a Nintendo shill uh, or shill because of
1: the Steam Deck. Uh, or not say, uh, saying it's not it's a Switch Killer. You know? People are, they say what they say. And I'll just say this again,
0: covering her ears. I don't give a flying about your opinion <laughs> at all. If you want to come at me saying that, I don't care. It doesn't, I don't lose sleep over it. You know, I'm not friends with any of these folks who make content, you know, and the few that I am friends with, as I said, last, last week, I don't watch other people who do gaming or tech content anymore because a lot of them either I've gotten to know them and they're not what you see, you know, like they always tell you, don't meet your heroes you know, or, or folks you look up to or folks, you know, you may admire and a lot of them are like that, you know, I think a lot of people fail to realize is the person you see in videos or on TV or on your smartphone or, you know, how people present,
1: everyone puts on a face to an extent, you know? And if you can't realize that, I don't know what to tell you. But everything isn't as you think it is. (laughs) the people
0: people put on faces people pretend to be a certain way you think people who do these overhyped hot constant high energy tweaking out type of videos you think they're like that all day every day they're not they do that because you click on it because you follow it you're into it you know there's a there's folks that do clickbait Around games like this, there's one dude, I'm not gonna say his name, but like he does a bunch of clickbait. He always has the big fun. How could they? They should have done this. They let us down. Like it's always on the left side at a slanted angle of the thumbnail. And he rides topics into the ground. And then admitted on Twitter, you know, this dude was like covering all his Resident Evil 4 stuff constantly making videos about Resident Evil 4 and when it came down to streaming and playing the game admitted that he hadn't even realistically he's barely played the game but he's made like 40 some fucking videos on Resident Evil 4 and hasn't even played it so it's just one of those things like I
1: see it I've been in this long enough to know what it is. And I'm just, I don't engage with it. So that's all I gotta say on
0: that. Take it how you want, you know, if you hear what I'm saying, cool.
1: If you don't hear what I'm saying, I, I don't give a l at all. It's what it is. Um, I think that's just about everything. Um, I think one other thing I do want to bring up uh, as far as gaming.
0: I haven't been as consistent with doing this, and it's really because of
1: this one right here. (laughs) This one. Uh, My daughter.
0: I haven't been doing uh, gameplay showcases. So basically, gameplay showcases is where like I capture footage of me, you know, like first ten,
1: twenty, thirty minutes of playing a game. Um, and it's a variety of stuff. Um, yeah, a variety of games that I played, and. Um,
0: I I need to get more consistent with it. I have recorded a lot of footage. A lot of footage got lost, but you know, there's a lot of things that uh, you know. It, it's a form of co- coverage, and a lot of people are like, you know, how come like you don't have more edited gameplay? Why is it just pure gameplay? I know those videos don't do very well, but a lot of these games when I get keys for them, or you know, view keys or view codes. I don't have the time for every title that I get a code for to give a full in-depth review in written or video format. But what I can do is give, you know, a preview of the gameplay without my commentary. Maybe you guys want commentary. I don't know, but you know, I, have this (laughs) two-year-old my two-year-old i have my other kids as well i also you know i do a lot of other work so game journalism tech journalism i do this podcast three others uh you know i'm trying to work back in live streaming so my time is so constrained that i have to prioritize certain things over the other like right now i'm trying to bring back up uh the casanova podcast i'm trying to get that back to the prominence it once had you know it's not the number one podcast in hawaii that it once was and it's fallen off because i just haven't had the time to dive into it as much as i wanted to
1: over the last six seven months so yeah When you're doing content, you really have to figure out what is more important, what's working. And some things that are not working, you just got to let go.
0: So, yeah, bringing that back to the previews. I do them. Now, I'll do 10 minutes, 20, 30 minutes tops. So, you can see what the game is like, how it starts off, how it plays, all this, this, and that. And then go from there now uh if i get the opportunity to go back and follow up on it i will if i don't don't it just is what it is so that's what i want to bring it to you guys and then as far as like what i'm playing now what you should expect coming in the future uh i do have uh star wars jedi uh can anything in the title i've got that working on a review for that currently I'm also working
1: on a review for um, Dead Island 2. Is Dead Island 2? I forget the name of it. There's so much I'm working on. But uh, that
0: review should be coming out shortly. You know, I'm working on Tears of the Kingdom, which, contrary to what people may think, I do have a review copy of it early and from Nintendo i am working on review for that currently and also i will be diving back into final fantasy 14 because that's something that i've desperately wanted to get back into for the last year but it was something because it's such a time sink of a game and having a toddler who constantly wants your attention even now as i'm recording this she wants my attention um that's the game i want to get back into and it's just been very difficult having a toddler doing that and it is just one of those things where it's like yeah uh-huh. even with this podcast like i could have waited till my wife got home and recorded
1: it but this podcast pays a lot of the bills you know puts food on the table gets her diapers closed
0: You know, pays for insurance and everything like that. This podcast does where it was, sponsored by Spotify. You know, Um, so I have to get things out. So certain things just get priority over others. That's ultimately what I'm trying to say. And um, last thing I want to say is like things that I'm playing outside of looking for content. I've been on a retro kick lately. So I've been diving back through, I'm playing through Parasite Eve one and two we're playing vagrant story and i've also been diving in and playing a lot of uh sega cd titles Sega saturn games so like pants Dragoon, uh one two and saga i've been playing uh Potful mail and final fight cd and since i've uh gotten 3d 3ds emulation working really well on this um I've been playing a Maria Time 3D and uh Majora's Mask 3D. So enjoying that. And also, um, what else am I been playing? I have been playing Sea of Stars demo over on my Switch and um, trying to get back into speedrunning resident evil uh two and three remake as well as the original two and three and trying to work out strategies for speed running there's four without using the glitches which they're more than likely gonna patch out those glitches. So that's, that's uh, as far as like I've been doing that. Now I've been reading through, uh, recently you, oh no, not recently. Well, Roni Kenshin, I've been reading the Hokkaido arc, you know, been really enjoying that so far. So when I get time, usually when she's sleeping, I'll start reading catch, to catch up on manga and, um working on more guests for the the, the podcast and my wife and i do podcasts across worlds so we recently had like see naito who voices tomo izoa from tomo Chan as a girl and we're going to be having richard ebcar dorothy fawn uh, Mona marshall i'm thinking we're also uh who else we got lined up those are who we are, currently have lined up uh griffin burns as well and Possibly David Hayter, when he comes back from, you know, out of country, uh, might be able to get him to come back on the show. He's on my main show, but uh, this will be the first time he'll come on this. And then Mark Witten, you guys know, he does Rinkoku and Demon Slayer and such. So this is so much going on. That's why I like when I say, like, I don't care. People like it all in their feelings, like, I don't care. I don't have time. I don't have time to care. That's all I'm saying. But all that being said, hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode. Hopefully I touched on everything I wanted to touch on. That I don't even think I touched on
1: the proton eight, but it's nice if you haven't tried it, try it out. Um, I can probably follow up on that more on the next
0: episode come Friday. But yeah, y'all enjoyed it. If you're watching the video format on YouTube, make sure you like the video, sub to the channel if you haven't already, share it around become a channel member, support on Patreon, or if you're looking at the video on Spotify, cause Spotify has video podcasts as well. You know, if you're enjoying it there, then you know, definitely let us know, leave a rating, interact with the polls that we put up, and uh, let's get the ball rolling. If you're listening to it on any of the major podcast outlets, which the number one outlet we're listening, that you guys are listening to this show on, is Apple Podcasts. So if you're liking it, please, 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 leave a rating leave a review because it definitely helps out with the algorithm uh, same thing if you're listening to it on spotify you know favorite it or save it share it around and uh just give us feedback on all the outlets that we're on all that being said hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode we do have merch available now so if you want to get merch for decked up uh we have t-shirts you know Phone cases, all this other stuff available on Teespring, or what does it call now? It's not Teespring anymore. It's just Spring. So it's available. Link for that will be in the description down below. And if you want to pick up some of that, definitely. If you want to pick up some games, I've got links to everything down below. You know, for various uh, key outlets, you can get you know anywhere from up to seventy five percent off, and at the lower end, anywhere from like eighteen or so percent off, and. So you know, if you pick up a game, you get a discount. I get a little kickback, helps out the channel. If you want merch, well, not merch, uh, if you want, you know, any accessories for your deck or game accessories as a whole, you know, we got affiliate links for Amazon, Best Buy, you know, GameStop and such. And anything you purchase definitely helps out overall. So all that being said, I'm signing out. She's ready to eat and go. And I got to get back to what I need to get to. Other things I got to do for work. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, y'all have some good takeaways from this. And
1: if we didn't,
0: I don't know what to tell you. But it's been good. I catch y'all on the next one. Stay safe. Be blessed. Have aloha. And I'll see you around. Peace.